Answer the question, Judge. The court will wait for an answer. If Lieutenant Kendrick gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, then why did he have to be transferred? Colonel, Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. Object! And when it went bad, you cut of... these guys loose! Your Honor, you had Marcus inside a bony transfer! Your Honor, you doctored the logbook! Damn it, Captain! You coerced the doctor! Consider Your yourself in contempt! Colonel Jessup! Did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! One of the most iconic scenes in legal Hollywood drama fiction. Good morning, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel. It is God's power to salvation. This morning's live stream won't be that long of a live stream it's just going to be pointing to the truth of things i want to start with proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction the old testament is replete with prophecy pointing to jesus pointing to the Messiah, pointing to how God not only has a son, Psalm chapter 2, but that son will sit on the throne over all of his enemies, Proverbs or Psalm chapter 110, and that his son will die on the cross, Psalm chapter 22. His son will rise from the grave, right? Uh, what's it? Uh, Daniel 12. There is no corruption in his body. The Old Testament was full of prophecy pointing to Jesus. And when Jesus got there, he did not look the way that the people expected him to look. He did not do things the way that people expected him to do things. People expected a military conqueror, a political ruler. They expected the guns and the planes and the bombs and the bullets. In this clip, Tom Cruise, playing the part of Lieutenant Caffey, is questioning actor Jack Nicholson playing the role of Colonel Jessup. Colonel Jessup is the base commander at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba where a soldier, where a Marine was found dead. Turns out the very climax of the movie that I just showed you, Colonel Jessup is guilty of ordering the code red whereby Marines would beat up the private Santiago who was falling out of runs and was doing all sorts of other things he was a drain on the unit and so Colonel Jessup took matters in his own hand to do to the marine what was unlawful and the courtroom drama focuses on this young uh, prideful very intelligent attorney digging down into the truth and he understood that at the very end Colonel Jessup's pride Colonel Jessup's 
Pride is what Colonel Jessup what was is what led to Colonel Jessup's downfall. So even though Caffey, played by Tom Cruise, is this young upstart with no experience. Jessup even said that he wasn't on the wall. He's just a pencil, paper-pushing weenie. The wisdom was by exploiting the pride of Colonel Jessup. Colonel Jessup, in his ego, confessed the truth. Now, if you look at what happened with Jesus... When Jesus presented himself and walked on earth, the book of John says it's the word made flesh. It was God's word and the perfect express image of the Almighty is what Hebrews chapter 1 says. Jesus did not present himself the way that people expected him to because the expectations of people on God was that they were demoting God and elevating their expectations above what God did. So that when God perfectly walked the earth and did exactly what he said he was going to do, the people who didn't have a heart for God didn't recognize him and killed him. This is the wisdom. I believe that that is going on right meow. I believe that that is happening and it is out in the open. And for people who actually want to see where America's restoration is coming from, pay attention. Not that I'm doing it. I am giving glory to God. I am pointing to his wisdom. I have the discipline and the diligence in my thinking to recognize the plain written words of the law is what will destroy the evil oppressive tyrants and the idol of government in this day by God. So there are there's a number of themes that I normally riff on. The disengagement of the church, whether that's by dispensationalism or a focus on Israel or the separation of church and state, whatever those are, the disengagement of the church needs to be repented of. Because the law that we have in America comes from Bible-believing Christians who read the Bible, believed the Bible, and instituted a government based on biblical principles. A constitutional government of limited government whereby express public trusts mean explicitly what they say, and government can't do anything else. You can't add to or take away from the Constitution, which is a biblical concept you find in Revelation 22. So when the founders who loved Jesus, read the Bible, created our government, they knew exactly what they were doing. And as the church has been disengaged from culture, distracted through public school training, uh, a neglect of the gospel, uh, a, a fornicating focus, an indulgent focus, a materialism focus, all of these things are happening to where Christians today don't believe what's written because they don't read what's written. So I want to, if I can, by God, show where my teacher, brother, friend, law coach, uh, Dave Jose... Uh, and his group is is literally telling the Supreme Court what to do. The Supreme Court has flipped. The Supreme Court is spilling the beans against the idol of government. And today I want to, by God, show the proof. That's what we're going to do. Before I start that, I'd appreciate you going to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. The amount of time and studying and working, uh, you know, getting phone calls from legislators and working with people with their CPS issues. I do a lot of things that aren't on the internet because God's provided me the, the mind and the opportunity to do this. One of the best ways to support me is to take the shopping you're already doing and switch it over to American Manufacturing. You can do that at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Myself or someone will be in touch. We'll show you what's going on, private membership association, household products, direct product purchase right to your door. It's a beautiful thing. Recalibrate the way that you think. Don't think like the godless commies. Think like an American, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. This article is from UPI News. I don't know what UPI stands for. I don't know what's UPI stand for. I don't know what UPI stands for. So I have no idea, but Sandra Day O'Connor died. Anyway, uh, Supreme Court, this is from yesterday, excuse me, two days ago, November 29, 2023. Supreme Court considers constitutionality of administrative law judges in U.S. agencies. 
Now, this picture is of Neil Gorsuch, and he's going to um, come into play here soon. What I want to do is I want to return our um, attention to two notices via JotForm. JotForm is a on-the-market you know, digital service. I have a subscription. Other people can have subscriptions where you can write a form. You can load people's email addresses in there. And if you get a bunch of people to sign your notice, it will directly go to these public servants whenever someone signs and sends. It's amazing. And that's exactly one of the tools that we use uh, to do this. But this notice was sent out November 21st. November 21st. So what's that, 10 days ago? Today's the 1st of December, so 10 days ago. And if we look at the Gorsuch article right here, this is November 29. So November 29, and was it written the day after? Uh, the Supreme Court uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday was when, right? If we do Wednesday, Wednesday was the 29th. Okay, so this this was uh, this was arguments. This article was written the day that the arguments were were made. So this notice right here is talking about notice of demand to acknowledge Justice Gorsuch admission of unlawful tribunals. Now, first of all, where have you ever heard the word tribunal? If you're a Q person or a conspiracy guy, which you know whatever, uh, tribunal is what you think of when you hear military tribunals. A tribunal is nothing more than the seat of the judge. That's all it is. It's a seat of the judge. So if the judge sits in a tribunal's seat, what type of tribunal is it? Is it a military tribunal that moves by the Uniform Code of Military Justice? Is it a legislative tribunal in which the judge is looking at what the legislature has written? Statutes? Is it an administrative tribunal in which the judge sits and looks at the rules and codes of an executive agency? So an administrative tribunal, the judge is sitting in a seat looking at what the administration has said, the agency has said. So when the ATF comes up with a rule, that rule is not law. That rule comes from the agency, which is an executive, which is an administrative agency. So the judge in a, in a tribunal, in a case, looking at what the administration says is an administrative tribunal. A judge looking at what the legislature passes is a legislature tribunal because he's looking at the legislature. A judge in a military tribunal is looking at the Uniform Code of Military Justice, which is the military law. So a judge looking at the Constitution is a court of record. A judge looking at the common law is a court of record. Now there's other attributes to that. I would encourage you to get a Black's Law 4 dictionary or earlier. There's other attributes of a, of a court of record. But in America, your rights must be tried by a court of record. A court of record moves by the common law. The common law is not the civil law. It's not the it's not a, it's not a, it's not de derived from the legislative enactments. It's not derived from military law. So the people who wrongly believe that the military is in charge, your constitutions tell you the military can't supersede civil civil authority. So why would you think that the military could ever be in control of the nation? You're literally not using the Constitution when you think like that. You're literally not going with what the law is. You're going with what internet people say. So what I want to do is I want to point to this. This is unlawful tribunals. This is us, the people who sign this, telling the Supreme Court, we want you guys to talk about the unlawful tribunals, not the courts. Tribunals aren't courts. Tribunals is just the seat of the judge. Right? So, so stop conflating these words. Used against the people and lack of impartial judges. Because what happens when a judge is participating in an administrative court or a legislative tribunal or a military court, he's actually siding with the people that are bringing the case. And a court of record, the magistrate has to be independent of the tribunal. Has to be. Has to be independent of the uh, proceedings. Because a court of record moves by the common law. The common law, you defend your rights. Whoever's bringing charge against me is bringing charge against me. It's me versus them. The judge is not over the case. The judge is on the sideline refereeing the case. 
So when the judge on the sideline referees the case, you've got common law because the jury is actually function functioning as the judge. So when the jury is the judge, me and the people against me are arguing to the jury and they make the decision. The judge is just making sure that everything goes according to the law, right? But we haven't been taught this. Because we haven't been taught this, we hear the, a judge in a black robe and we think that's a judge. But a judge might be reading stupid statute. A judge might be reading what the agencies say. If a judge is going against you using agencies, the judge ain't using the law. He's using administrative rules, which is unconstitutional, which is what you'll find out very soon. And if he's moving against statute, he's using something the legislature has written to go against your rights. How is that possible? Anyway, we'll keep going. So please take notice the Bar Association members, that's lawyers, bureaucrats and agencies have been using unlawful tribunals under the guise of being courts. Stop right there. Let's go back to our thing here. This says the Supreme Court heard oral arguments Wednesday in a case that questions constitutionality of using administrative law judges and federal agencies. Now, I could go back in time and show you the uh, notice that Dave put out to tell these people to go after administrative courts, which is why I which is why I argue that the Supreme Court is even hearing these because they've gone after Chevron doctrine, uh, which I'll show you the notice on what Justice Gorsuch was talking about regarding Chevron doctrine in 2020, November 2022. But this is administrative law judges. When have you ever heard? When have you ever heard this separation of administrative law, uh, civil law, uh, legis you know, legislative trite? When have you ever heard this? These are not normal things, but yet they're right here in this notice that, that Dave wrote that we sent out. The secure in Security Exchange Commission versus Jarks Jakarski Jarkasi, SEC first of all is an, is a is a federal agency. That's not that's not uh, the law. That's it's a federal agency. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit ruled SEC's administrative law judges are unconstitutional, and the Congress violated the non-delegation doctrine by removing by empowering the SEC to use these judges and enforce security laws. I don't want to go down rabbit holes, but there's no such thing as the non-delegation doctrine. This when someone says that there's a doctrine, what they've just done is they've created a philosophy and imbued that philosophy with a influence on the law. That's not what the law is. The law is the law. It says what it says. It means what it means. When you start giving ways to doctrines, you start allowing the law to be interpreted. The law is not interpreted. The law is declared. A maxim of law says a court does nothing. A court can only declare the fundamental law, the, con the uphold the, the law of God, and if something is consistent with the Constitution and the society's fundamental law. A court declares the law. Courts don't interpret law. They declare the law. And whenever you go into a court case, um, if it's moving by the common law, assuming all that, if it's moving by the common law, when the judge makes a judicial decision, when he declares the law, it is as though the law for that instance on that issue for that thing is what the law is. That's what courts do. They declare the law. But our words are taught to us by, say, the judge gives his opinion, the judge gives a ruling, the judge has interpreted. Those aren't actually what's going on. The Constitution froze the common law and set it in place. The Constitution is an express public trust where the written word means what it meant when it was ratified, not as it's changed through society. So you use the historical analysis method to know what the word meant at the time of ratification and what it meant then is what it means now and you declare what the law is based on the facts that are established. Facts are only established under sworn penalty of perjury. One cannot be considered, one is not given credence in the law unless he is sworn under oath. So if you're not sworn under oath, you're not actually establishing facts which means bar attorneys who speak in court are never under oath, which means they never say anything that's factual, which means everything an attorney says is always hearsay in the law. Mm. So there's no such thing as a non-delegation doctrine. 
But what this is talking about is that you can't you can't uh, grant powers once they've been delegated. So if powers have been delegated to the legislature or to the executive, they can't be then redelegated. You can't just keep passing the baton. If the people created government and gave people power, those those uh, gave government power, the government can't turn around and give it to somebody else. The distribution of powers is on purpose. So when the legislature creates a federal agency, the legislature is taking its ability to write law and giving it by way of baton, giving it to the executive agency. And then the executive agency with now this delegated power from the legislature is taking it and abusing it. They can't do that because now they're functioning as the same. They can't function as the same. That doesn't happen. It's, that's freaking unconstitutional. Anyway, let's let's keep going because I'm going too slow. Um, the lawyer for this dude was a Wall Street broker. Television comments are argumented that the SEC initiated administrative enforcement. Uh, it violated his right to trial by jury under the Seventh Amendment. Let's look up what the Seventh Amendment says. If we go to the what's it called? This we go to Seventh Amendments. Bill of Rights. This is Ballotpedia. Go down to your Seventh Amendment. Seventh Amendment says this. Is it big enough? No, it's not. Jihad. Um, this says, in suits at common law. Whoa, stop, 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 stop. What's common law? Common law, where's my dictionary? Here's my dictionary. Here's the dictionary, black law dictionary. So now we go to common law. I'm already doing more than I thought I was going to, so this might take longer. I said it was going to be a short day, and then I started talking about stuff, and now it's not a short day. Common law, where's my handy dandy camera? It's right here, get a pen because you never point with your finger ever. Uh, we do, where is this? Okay, common law, come on. Common law, as, come on camera. It's not even doing it. As distinguished from the Roman law, the mo so distinguished, which means it's separate. It's not the same. It's distinguished from the Roman law, the modern civil law, oh, the canon law, and other systems. The common law is that body of law and juristic theory which was originated and developed, formulated, and is administered in England and has obtained among most of the states and peoples of Anglo-Saxon stock, white people. White people came up with this. This is white people stuff. Um, as distinguished, separate, from the law created by enactment of legislatures. Wow. So it's not what legislatures do. So here is the uh, Constitution that says in suits at common law. And then right here, the dictionary says that it's distinguished from what that's created by enactments of legislatures. Wow. The common law comprises the body of principles and rules of action relating to the government and security of persons and property, which derive their authority solely from usage and customs of immemorial antiquity. So it goes all the way back to time of people defending their own rights. You defend your rights. I defend my rights. Common law. Because rights come from Jesus... Everyone has what they have because Jesus gives them. Our Constitution, by founders who loved uh, Christ, in suits at common law, where the value of the controversy shall exceed $20, the right to trial by jury shall be preserved, which means you can't get rid of it. And no fact tried by a jury, how are facts submitted? Sworn under penalty of perjury, so people better be swearing. No fact tried by a jury shall otherwise be re-examined in any court of the United States. Why is that the case? Because in a trial by jury at common law, the jury declares what the law is. You can't retry what the jury has said because the people in the jury are the ones that are making the law right there. They are literally saying what the law is. You can't retry it. You can't retry it, right? It can't be tried otherwise in any court than according to the rules of the common law, which would mean that there would have to be some type of appellate, which would mean that there would have to be some type of thing that was wrong with the jury or something. 
But you can't just say, well, that jury trial went against me. I can't retry it. No, 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 no. You got to have facts established by witnesses, so on and so forth. I got to, I got to, I got to focus. There's so much, so much, right? If the Supreme Court decides Jar Jakarski, Jar. Keezy, Jarkasy, Jarkasy, takes power away from the government agencies that could inhibit the ability of financial regulators to protect American from the corporate predators of the financial world. Notice how they're making a Marxist play. We got to regulate uh, financial people and doing stuff. They're not acknowledging the rights. They're not acknowledging his right to trial by jury, which is really the issue. The right to trial by jury is going up against what? The stupid uh, administrative law, which is what the uh, the notice was saying. The notice was saying to act as judges in case we're hearing this. Uh, that's the wrong one. This one. Um, you can't. Uh, no, no, that's the wrong one too. Uh, unlawful tribunals, right? You can't. You can't have an unlawful tribunal, right? That's that's what that notice is saying. So it comes down here, and they're saying all this stuff, and they go here. Uh, and then this is, that would mean every case sent to administrative law judge would have to be tried before a jury of, in a district or federal court. Precisely. That's what the law is. That's literally what the Constitution says. Isn't that what the Constitution says? In suits at common law. Isn't that a suit? In suit at common law. Where the values over this, the right to trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact trial by jury shall otherwise be re-examined in any court of the United States other than court rules of common law. That's literally what the common law says. That's literally what the, uh, the the Constitution says. The effects for defendants would be significant. Yeah. Yeah. If the stupid administrative state is no longer able to move courts by the stupid administrative agency arbitrary rules, you've got some godless commie anti-American Christ hater in a federal bureaucracy who just pulls a rule out of his bum and says, you know what? Screw the people. I'm going to say that we can come after you if you don't fill out your stupid form correctly. And then thus saith the arbitrator. Thus, or, thus saith the, uh, the, the bureaucrat. And then it's law. And then for decades, the Supreme Court has just blessed off on this stuff until Dave Jose and his people have started sending notice and telling him, hey, we know what's up, bro. We know what's up. Here's one of the notices that reads this. We, the people, have assembled and gained vast amounts of wisdom and education regarding people's rights and duties to instruct and correct all government trustees as servants. Therefore, you are being presented with this notice that you may provide immediate due care. We know what's up, folks. We know what's up. Let me jihad that a little bit. So we know what's up. So he this this notice goes on to say, um, these tribunals fail to allow judges to act as they would in courts of record where they would give constitutional due process. Evidence of what Gorsuch had say in his dissent on November 7, 2022, we're going to read it below, is an admission of the wrongs done to the people in many cases involved in federal programs where states, the federal and political subdivisions are being given financial benefits from the same cases they are all taking part in while disregarding fundamental rights of the people. This notice is given to you that you may look deeper into this occurrence as a trustee and servant of the people. Please take notice that CPS, Child Protective Services, Child Support Enforcement, Highway Safety Act, or other agencies that held tribunals attacking the rights of the people are unlawful. The people are aware and demand that the federal legislature and Supreme Court acknowledge the same above statement. Should there be any further actions or participation in legislative or executive branch tribunals, it will be understood that you are taking part with full knowledge, malice, and understanding by the people. Wow. This is what the notice says. Now look at what the oral arguments say. Right? We get back down here to uh, what Gorsuch says. We don't usually say the government can avoid a constitutional mandate. You see what he's saying? We don't usually, he's saying we the court, we the court, Supreme Court, don't usually say the government can avoid a constitutional mandate merely by relabeling or moving things around. It's as much a violation to do something indirectly as it is directly. Now, if you don't speak law terms, what he just did was he just separated himself. He separated the court from the federal, uh, the executive branch that's been running train on people through these agencies. You have to see that. You have to see that the judges have flipped and they're no longer friendly towards these executive agencies. And this statement right here is, the, is Neil Gorsuch saying, 
we don't do what y'all do. He's separating. Y'all, you guys aren't with me. I'm not on your team. We ain't together. That's what he's doing. Now, why would he be doing this? Because on, uh, what was this, November 7, 2022, Supreme Court, which is uh, Thomas H. Buffington versus Dennis H. McDonough, right? Look at what Neil Gorsuch said. And by the way, this case right here had nothing to do with what Gorsuch is about to say. The pleadings in this case, the case is not anything about what Gorsuch is about to say. But Gorsuch says what he said because we told him to say what he said. And this is what he said. The APA, the Administrative Procedures Act, which right here, look at this. Um, the Administrative Procedures Act, which is now incorporated into Title V of the United States Code, created offices of administrative law judges across the executive branch. How do judges exist in the executive branch? So this is what he read or wrote. The APA and our longstanding and never overruled precedent. It also turns out to pose a serious threat to some of our most fundamental commitments as judges and courts. In this country, we like to boast that persons who come to court are entitled to independent judges, not politically motivated actors, resolve the rights and duties under law. Here, we promise individuals may appeal to neural, uh, excuse me, neural, neutral magistrates to resolve their disputes about what the law is. Uh, without respect to person, or um, excuse me, everyone we say is entitled to a judicial decision with re without respect to persons and a fair trial and a fair tribunal. Well, that's probably too small. Let me make that a little bit bigger. Um, under a broad reading of Chevron, Chevron was the Supreme Court case that said that if executive agencies, if administrative agencies came up with a rule, that was treated as law. So if the ATF said you can't have magazines with 20 rounds in them, that they would come out with that rule. And then if someone had a magazine with 21 or more rounds, the ATF and the DOJ would prosecute them criminally because it would be going against the executive agency's rules. And for 40 plus years, the federal government has been doing that. No attorney, no judge, no politician, no president, including Trump, God bless him. None of these guys have ever argued this. Ever. They just went along with it. And that was the case law. That was the precedence which is all a hoax, by the way. So all of this stuff was going under Chevron, Chevron doctrine. Remember whenever I told you that doctrines are just philosophies of interpreting what the, uh, the law is? Same thing with the Bible. When you have um, dispensationalism, that's an interpretive tool. That's a philosophy that you overlay on top of the Bible. You then use that interpretive tool to interpret what the Bible says instead of reading what the Bible says and having the Bible tell you what the Bible says. It means what it meant when it was written. It does not mean what you think you understand as you interpret by the way that someone taught you how to think. This, this is fundamental. Under a broad reading of Chevron, however, courts often fail to deliver on these promises. Rather than provide individuals with the best understanding of their rights and duties under law, a neutral magistrate can muster, we outsource our interpretive responsibilities. We outsource our interpretive responsibilities. Judges are supposed to understand the law so that they can declare the law. That's what judges do. That's what courts do. So the interpretive responsibilities is the judge declaring what the law is and not a federal agency telling the judge what he has to do because the federal agency comes up with the rule. A federal agency's rule is not the same thing as the Constitution. The Constitution securing the common law means that a legislature or an executive agency can't come up with their own rules that then supersede or collide with your secured rights in the common law. They can't do it. Right. Rather than say that what the law is. Wow. Rather than what then say what this is a Supreme Court justice. This is a Supreme Court justice saying that judges say what the law is. Rather than say what the law is, we tell those who come before us to go ask a bureaucrat. 
In the process, we introduce into judicial pr proceedings a systematic bias towards one of the parties. Nor do we exhibit bias in favor of just any party. We place a finger on the scales of justice in favor of the most powerful litigants, the federal government, and against everyone else. In these ways, a maximalist account of Chevron risks turning Marbury on its head. Marbury is the case uh, that established judicial review. There's no such thing as judicial review because the judicial branch exists to declare what the law is on justiciable matters. So even there, there's a baked-in bias that Marbury establishes judicial review, which is a hoax, because there's actually laws before, there's actually cases before Marbury-Madison. Marbury-Madison was like 1802 or 1803, something like that. Marbury Madison doesn't establish judicial review because there were cases that the judicial branch was reviewing and declaring the law before Marbury Madison, like Hilton versus the United States, that specifies that there's only direct and indirect taxes, that direct taxes are only on land um, and uh, land and uh, what was it? Um, uh, that there's only direct and indirect taxes that land that direct taxes are must be by apportionment and are only on land and by apportionment on uh, on 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 people um indirect taxes are impost excises and, and income and everything else that's 1796 which is before marbury madison so he's not perfectly right there's 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 still baked in philosophy that's wrong Overreading Chevron introduces still other incongruities into our law. Often we insist that a basic requirement of due process that, quote, no man can be a judge in his own case. As far back as Calder v. Bull, 1798, this court recognized that it would be, quote, against all reason to, quote, entrust a legislator or legislature with the power to, quote, make a man a judge in his own cause. And therefore, it cannot be presumed that the people have done it. The people are the sovereigns. The sovereigns in this nation are not going to give the power to declare the law to people who would then turn it against them. So if I have a right from Jesus, a right to trial by jury, I cannot and will not make government that can then pass laws that then come against me and say, Jaron, you can't have the right to trial by jury that Jesus gave you. You have to go by, by this stupid administrative tribunal, this stupid legislative tribunal. You have to pay attention to the court rules, the court proceedings. You have to file, uh, file stuff in this format. You have to obey all the things that we do. And I'm going to say, where are my rights from Jesus? My rights from Jesus can't be trespassed by the thing that I create. If people create government, then government can't tell people how to use their rights. This is fundamental. And this is what uh, this is saying. This is saying when, when, when Gorsuch comes up, where are you at? When Gorsuch comes up and says, we don't usually say the government can avoid a constitutional mandate. Understand that the constitution is mandating the government. The people aren't being mandated. The government is being mandated. So the government can av can't avoid a constitutional mandate merely by relabeling or moving things around. That's what freaking attorneys do. They call you a citizen. They call you a person. They call you a taxpayer. They call you a, you know, a law-abiding citizen. They call you names. They create a class of subject. And then they presume that you fall underneath that class of subject. And then they charge you. They, they attack the entity in a tribunal that deprives people of their God-given rights because they were, they're going to get the victory. That's why federal prosecutions have a 95 plus percent success rate because they don't actually go against the people. They attack the entity that they've created. And then they presume that the person or that the one of the people that they're going against is the person and the entity that they created. This is a freaking, this is a freaking hoax. But we caught them. We caught them and they flipped. The judges have flipped. The Supreme Court ain't putting up with that anymore. They are spilling the beans telling everybody, right? And this is where Gorsuch says, it's as much of a violation to do something indirectly as it is directly. This is him saying, if the government says, 
I'm going to deprive you of your right to trial by jury. That is this, that's a violation of your rights, but that's the same type of violation as if they say, we're going to create this entity over here and we're going to attack this entity without a jury. And oh, by the way, you who are supposed to have a trial by jury, you're actually in this entity right here. That's indirectly depriving you of your right to trial by jury. That's what he's saying. The judges would never have done this. Keep in mind, these Supreme Court justices were told to do this. They were told to do this. Dave Jose, you can find him, Real Dave Cares For You, the number four on Twitter, or uh, Dave Cares For You on Telegram. He's, he's my teacher. He's got a group. He told them to do this. He told, he told, he told them, folks. The people have told their government what to do, and now the government is responding. It is obeying. It is doing what they were told to do. Now, why would that be the case? Look at the language Dave's using, right? Look at the language he uses. We, the people, have assembled. Where have you heard that before? Where have you heard we, the people? Constitution, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We the people create government. We have all political power. When we assemble and use that power, the government has to obey. This is why you get rid of junk law. This is why you get rid of internet conspiracy theory. This is why you get rid of sensational headline. This is why you get rid of these things you can never prove. Like, well, I have a SESTA K trust, and if I change my status to that of a state national, I'll be able to go get an RV, a new truck, and be able to skate on mountains in, in Guadalajara, Mexico. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on, bro. Why don't you actually just read what the documents say, say what the law is, come with your bubbas and bring everything that's being done in the dark, bring it out in public and put the light on it and say, this is what's happening. You are doing this. This is what the law is. I have a right. You're not doing it. This is the truth. I demand you stand on it. This is what we're doing. And they flipped, right? Brian Fletcher, Principal Deputy Solicitor General of the United De 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 Department of Justice, argued in defense of the SEC. His argument, get this, his argument, so the government's attorney, relied heavily on a case in which the Supreme Court ruled that Congress can empower executive agency to adjudicate violations of a new public rights statute without infringing on the Seventh Amendment. So get this, the stupid government attorney is arguing case law he's arguing case law that the supreme court has said so the supreme court has said this is case law you can do this and the stupid government attorney is actually arguing that and then what happens when what happens this is Justice Kavanaugh. So this is this is a member of the Supreme Court responding to uh, our, uh, an attorney for the government arguing what the Supreme Court has said. And what's he say? It seems problematic to say the government can deprive you of your property, your money, and substantial sums in a tribunal that is least perceived and not as impartial. <laughs> this uh, let me put this in, in the, like normal speech. The attorney taught by law school as part of a system that has denied the Constitution for decades is arguing the system that he's been taught, case law. He's arguing case law to the Supreme Court. He's saying, hey, the Supreme Court has said in this case law that we can do this. And in response, a member of the Supreme Court hears that case law and he says, uh, it seems problematic to say that the government can deprive you of your property, your money, and substantial sums in a tribunal that is at least perceived as not being impartial. Do you understand this right here is a kill shot? Him saying the, the administrative tribunals are not even perceived to be impartial. So just the hint, the scent, the whiff, the scintilla of impartiality kills justice and if people are looking at their government and all they see is tyranny 
all they see is oppression, all they see is the destruction of rights, there is no impartiality, which means there's no justice. So whenever the attorney for the government is arguing case law, the Supreme Court is telling them, yeah, we ain't gonna go along with this anymore. <laughs> and then look at what he says. In the sense, in the sense that it is an in-house agency where the commissioners start the enforcement process, oversee the enforcers, and appoint the adjudicators, and review the adjudication. The, the agencies, these administrative courts, they start the proceeding, they enforce the proceeding, they run the proceeding, and then they review the proceeding. There ain't no justice there. Folks, the Supreme Court has flipped. They're spilling the beans. They are going to rip apart the administrative state. They're going to rip apart all of these legislative tribunals, the administrative tribunals. The call right now is to know the truth. The call right now is to do the studying to where you can know what the truth is. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You gotta understand that the way that we've been taught is not right. We have been taught to not look at the Constitution as the law. We've been taught to trust attorneys who have they themselves been trained to believe and know systems of law instead of the law. They understand systems and procedures. They do not understand the law. And because they don't understand the law, they have been railroading Americans for decades. And people, by God, by right, have been telling them, we have assembled and gained vast amounts of wisdom and education regarding the people's rights and duties to instruct and correct all governments, uh, trustees, and servants. We're the boss. And what we created is going around attacking people. Our job as the boss, as the creator of government, is to fix it. Folks, don't you understand that this is a Christian way of thinking about government? You don't need the bombs and the bullets and the tanks and the guns because there's still going to be people, well, Jared, how do you enforce it? Folks, do you understand a jot form, a digital form signed by thousands of people is making the Supreme Court tell people, yeah, we ain't doing that no more. Do you understand that? There's, there's no guns in this. Sure, where's the guns? Where is the guns in this jot form? Where's the guns? Where's the tanks? Where's the planes? Where's the Gitmo? Where's the military in charge? Where's the executive orders? Because there's a lot of people that love executive orders. Where's the executive order here? No executive order. It's just a straight up, we know what's up. We know what's up. We're coming after you. And the judges are spilling the beans. Now, there's liberal justices that still don't get it. That's fine. They're, they're wrong, and we'll go after them, too. However, liberal justices found the ruling in the other case, some stupid case, to be sufficient. They argued that eliminating administrative law judges and directing matters to a federal court would overwhelm an already crowded system. Think about this. The value proposition here is to overwhelm a federal system is the justification. What about my rights, you clown? What about the fact that Jesus gave me the right to have a trial by jury? And if you think that overwhelming the federal court system is a justification to deprive me my right to trial by jury, that's your problem. That ain't my problem. Maybe you need to stop suing me. Maybe you need to stop criminalizing what is liberty. Maybe you need to stop being a freaking tyrannical oppressive government. Repent of your sin, believe the gospel, and shut your face before we start coming after you. Because we're gonna come out, we're gonna come with these people with the grand juries. We absolutely will be prosecuting these people. But you see, it's the slow, methodical march where God is giving us the victory. He's granting us the access because He's given us the wisdom. The wisdom to read the old authors, the wisdom to believe what is written, and the discipline in the mind to not say stuff unless we can prove it. This is why you don't use junk internet law. This is why you don't follow people promising all sorts of stuff without asking them, show me where that's written. Show me where you got that. See, I showed you what the definitions were in the Black's Law Dictionary. 
I showed you those things. I point to where things are in the Constitution. I'm showing you where the notices are, what we sent on November 21st, and now the PCAPs, the evidence that's in response to it that shows that, yeah, these people are actually moving. This is real stuff. This is real stuff. This is absolute, and you, you, you see the bias here. Most administrative law judges work for the Social Security Administration. These judges hold hearings upon request for people who appeal their Social Security or Supplemental Security income benefits. You know what that gaslight is? What if I told you that you could get all of your Social Security money that you've ever paid into it back? All of it. And you could probably charge, you, well, I won't say probably, you could charge interest. You could charge interest. Because this was taken by fraud. Because, but you would have to swear to it. You'd have to know what the law says. You'd have to, you'd have to swear under penalty of perjury. You'd have to give them the opportunity to uh, respond. And then that would be that. So, um, when people know what the law is, the government is here for your benefit. If they're taking your money, that ain't a benefit. This is why we study to show ourselves approved. This is what this I to, to to summarize, to wrap up. This is what God is doing, I believe. He's doing a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like he's healing, he's he's moving with people, he's answering prayers, he's doing all sorts of stuff. This right here is how he's saving America. And you understand the price for admission, and I say that with air quotes, the price for admission is repentance. Repentance in the Greek is metanoia, new mind. You have to think differently. The repentance here is to repent of your fear of government. Repent of the bad knowledge that has been telling you, well, yeah, my daddy says, or the law school taught me, or the attorney said, repent of your fear of the government. Repent of the uh, aversion to doing hard things and being diligent and disciplined as you read. Repent of the, um, the trustiness where you just believe stuff because they tell you it. First John chapter 4 verse 1 says, test all spirits. Test them all. If someone says something to you that's an idea in your head, that's what a spirit is. It's, it's an idea. If you have a spirit, it's your way of thinking. The Holy Spirit is how God thinks. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have the mind of Christ because the Holy Spirit revealed the Bible and the Bible is how God thinks. That's what he wants us to know about him. So when you have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, the Bible is telling you what to think. Not your interpretive tool, not your church tradition, not your denominational distinctives, not your favorite pastor on the internet, not some guy that told you something at seminary or Bible school or you watched some video or, or anything like that. You're letting the Bible tell you how to think. This is, a, this is the way to think for truth. You go to the authoritative issues, or the, excuse me, the authoritative um, sources, and you read them. You don't bring your bias to them. You humble yourself and recognize that that is true, and everything else is not that. That's what the founders did. They were not stupid. They were not bigots. They were not racist. They were not homophobes. They were Bible-believing Christians who by faith walked and followed Jesus to create a nation based on biblical principle despite the fact that they were doing it against the military superpower of the world at the time. And now you got a bunch of people who are, by God's grace, looking at this fundamental stuff and getting rid of all the distractions, the headlines, the baggage, the emotion... The, the the bad history, the pride in that knowledge, you got to get rid of it. Well, Jaron, I've been studying the Constitution for 50 years. You ever done anything like this? Have you ever served notice or affidavit to your government and they acquiesced and they bowed and they believed and they obeyed you? Well, no, they, they don't do, do that. They're all corrupt. Okay, well then get rid of your bad knowledge. Your bad knowledge is not my problem. Your bad knowledge is you thinking that you have understood what's true. And this hurts, but look at our nation. Our nation needs to be restored. I want our nation to be restored. And there's no pride here. The pride is in boasting in God. The pride is saying, 
he's given me the 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 grace and the humility to say I've been wrong and I'm going to read the the Bible, I'm going to read the constitution, I'm going to read my maxims, I'm going to read the dictionary to figure out that a court ain't a judge and a judge ain't a court. <laughs> I'm going to get basic and I'm going to test every single idea that comes in my brain. It's a war. It requires vigilance, vigilance. It requires an active patrolling of the brain. You're constantly refreshing. What is going on in my head? Why do I have this idea? Why are why am I letting my emotions influence me? This is the fight. This is the way. Folks, the the future is bright. The world's going to seem dark. Things are going to, you know, look bad. They're going to talk about crisis this and fiat crash this and war here, war there, earthquakes and all this other kind of stuff. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on Christ. Read your Bible, believe your Bible, but most importantly, believe the gospel. There's a lot of people who do not believe the gospel, and everyone who denies Jesus is of the Antichrist and will go to hell. To be the Antichrist is not this one world ruler like dispensationalists say, because Antichrist is not in the book of Revelation. Find me one time the word Antichrist is in the book of Revelation. What you do is you take the word Antichrist from 1 John 2 and you transpose it to Revelation and you give it a new meaning because John says in 1 John 2 that everyone's an Antichrist who denies the Son came in the flesh. That's what Antichrist is. Antichrist is not the one world ruler that is in charge of everything. Anyway, when you deny that Jesus came in the flesh, you deny that God has given provision for the salvation of your sin. You deny that the Bible is true. You deny that you need a savior. You look at God and you spit him in the face, especially if you're hearing me speak. If you hear the gospel proclamation that you are a sinner, that you need salvation from your sin, lest you be accountable and punished for your sin for eternity in hell, and you must believe in the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you believe that you are born again, you are immediately given the cloak of righteousness. You are imbued as though you have lived Christ's life and Christ was punished for your sin. All past, all present, all future sin that you do, Jesus paid for. And that it is a constant repentance. It's a constant turning back to the cross. It's a constant looking at Christ and the holes in his hands. It's a constant understanding that he lived perfectly and you could never do that. It's the fact that he rose from the grave and that's the promise and the assurance that you have in him. That's the power. That's where we think. That's how we think about stuff. And this is a disciplined thinking. It's something that is not normal. And as the world is on fire and things deteriorate, it is something that we have to be adamant about. Adamant. I'm on fire because I see what's happening here. I see God moving here. Folks, this article from November 29, this article from November 29 came eight days after we told them to say these things. People signed these jot forms. We told the court, you better say this publicly. Eight days later, multiples of these justices are saying it publicly. This ain't no game. This is real life. This is God's wisdom in real time. And that's the truth. You don't need your big celebrity politicians. You don't need your pundits with their promo codes. You don't need to support the GOP and give them money and vote harder. There's plenty of problems we got to deal with all sorts of things. But the very first issue is not whatever topic it is. It's how do you think and who do you follow? What is truth? Is Christ your truth? And now you have the way of thinking that Jesus has, which means you're validating everything. You're testing everything. You're stacking it up with what you can prove with what's written. Because if you don't do that, if you're just a, uh, an unguided patriot where you're just kind of flying by the seat of your whim and the heart of your, you know, America, you're still deceived. When you aim with precision, you study to show yourself approved and you know what the truth is, this is what happens. We're not guessing. We're aiming. But that requires... The belief in the gospel, it requires a belief in God. It looks at what he is doing because I believe that this is what God's doing. 
And that's the truth. And a lot of people can't handle the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Amen. One of the best ways you can help me is to go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee, and get your delicious air roasted coffee delivered directly to your door. Portions of proceeds go to mail Bibles throughout the United States, which is good because people need to read the gospel. Amen. It's also the best coffee that you're going to get because 99% of coffees put the coffee in the metal bucket, turn it around on a fire, and then load it up with a bunch of stuff that ain't right. This is organic. It's natural. No preservatives. No flavorings delivered right to your door. HumbleWB.coffee. Of course, the best way is always the PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. What that is, it's an opportunity to support American manufacturing. Take the money you're already spending, switch it over. Myself or someone will be in touch. We'll explain what things are because this is a different way of doing household purchase or household product purchase. And it has normal people like me that are involved that my job is not to just sit there all day and say, corporate accounts, Nina speaking, just a moment. Corporate accounts, Nina speaking, just a moment. No, no, we're normal people. We're going to talk to you about what the products are. We're going to speak to you about how we appreciate the opportunity. Make your dollars count as bullets because they are patriotswitch.com slash jaren patriotswitch.com slash jaren lord willing we'll be back monday until then don't quit read your bibles believe the gospel go to war